0: Please be seated. You won't be here very long, I promise. (laughs) But if you haven't gathered already, the best of all is God is with us are the well-documented and verified last words of the Reverend John Wesley A.M. 1791. After tens of thousands of miles... And tens of thousands of sermons. And tens of thousands of people saying yes to his offering of Christ. And tens of thousands of church meetings, probably. (laughs) With 10,000 reasons to be puffed up with pride at the inauguration and growth of an early Methodist movement. By an old man that changed the course of British and world history, the human agent of God that helped populate heaven with disciples, lies at death's door. And says, in effect, are you going to put a statue up for me? (laughs) No. And says, in effect, you know what the best of it all is. God is with us. God with us every day of our earthly life and God with us forever when our earthly life is done. Isn't that just marvellous? Charles Wesley's wonderful hymns actually say much the same thing. Check from now on. Every time you sing a Wesley hymn, note how many have a last verse about the hope of of heaven and the future and when you find five that don't come and tell me you'll be waiting I'll be waiting a long while it's nearly all of them the best of all is God is with us and wonderfully we will be with God forever we chose the theme this year Because last year, one lady was in tears. Not, you understand, because Steve Wilde wasn't here. (laughs) Or because Daffodil Day was so bad. But because on this occasion, she'd been moved. She belonged, apparently, she told us, uh, as they were filing out, wasn't it, Tony? Tony. She told us she belonged to a small-aged Methodist congregation and she feared for its future. And she said that just being with you all and joining in the theme gave her new hope. Not that her small chapel will survive forever, but because the best of all is God is with us. Do you know that to live believing that the best of all is God is with us, as human beings who one day will surely die, as members of church congregations that will surely end, irrespective of what the Methodist Conference decides this year about this, that or the other, as citizens of a world that will surely one day pass away, is a blessing and a joy but it's also a challenge and I want to leave the challenge with you today because if it's true that the best of all is God is with us then we're freed, no, no, we're freed and required to live our lives as best pleases God, to courageously be non-secret agents of Christ. Not salespeople of a religion, but walking, talking, free gifts of Jesus. But also in terms of our life in church. You who are so loyal, not only to Christ, but his church, and for most of you here, that church means the people called Methodists. Down the years, for decades, some of you, you have turned up You've paid up, you've shut up, and sometimes you've spoken up. You've seen ministers come and you've seen them go. You've held more offices than there are in Canary Wharf. And wait for this one you've had more roles than Greg's. And you've undertaken them all so diligently and loyally. You've got so much invested, as I have, in that place, that building, that fellowship, that way of doing things. And so it's with utmost respect and love that I gently remind us all this afternoon, including me who has worked for the Lord in the Methodist Church as a privilege since I was 22. It's His And we are his. Oh, it's entrusted to us for the generation in which we hold office in it. But it's never ours in the sense that we own it. We're trustees of it. And trustees hold in trust what's entrusted to them. Do you know, we have funny notions about holding things in trust, to be honest. I know some churches where they think holding things in trust means nothing can change. I know some churches who think holding things in trust means not spending anything and keeping it for a rainy day. Let me tell you, February, it's been raining. So my challenge this afternoon, very briefly, is this. Be trustees who hold in trust the vision of our founders. As elders in our local church, be known as those who open windows and let fresh air and new light in, rather than people who shut doors on new people, new ideas, and new ministries. Pledge today... To be the first to support new initiatives, new posts, those things that seek to reach new people in new ways, in new places for Jesus Christ. People like your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. That somehow they might be offered Christ as you were so long ago in a way that reaches be the first to release money and insist on using that legacy that your church has been left on doing something pioneering rather than just using it to prop up what you've been doing so it can be propped up a bit longer be the first to say yes to a new partnership a new offer of help a new act of worship because listen this is the secret of John Wesley on his deathbed It's not actually about what we like anyway. Hold your church and congregation in trust so that if the early founders of our movement and the early church planters who planted your local Methodist church, see, we were all planted at some time, suddenly appear like out of Doctor Who's TARDIS that they look round and they smile rather than looking incomprehensibly at what they're looking at. So that on our deathbeds, however and whenever that comes about, we can rejoice to say with our earthly founder, the best of all is God is with us. God has been and is and will be with us. Hallelujah. Amen, Amen. let's sing.